Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello and welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. Today's topic is a fun one. It's all about getting organized in our homes and so relevant to with everything that's been going on. Um, it's probably led a lot of you or a lot of people to stay, you know, spend more time in our homes and we've taken on sort of new spaces in our homes. Maybe you're working from home now, you're teaching kids from home now. So even our, our home spaces have kind of changed or we've changed uses for some of our home space. So I think this topic is fun and so relevant. So with that, I'd like to welcome today's guest, um, Jen Zagorski. Jen is a home organizing specialist and owner of J Organizing, which she started 10 years ago. Jen understands that organizing isn't really about your home. It's about you living your life stress-free. As a home organizing specialist, Jen spends time with clients in their homes to help them create a home that works and flows um, and supports them on a daily basis. So thank you so much, Jen, for being here. This is awesome and, again, a very relevant topic. Um, to start, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and, and what brought you to create this business? Sure. Um, and thanks for having me. Um, I've always had an affinity for organizing. I used to actually use it as a procrastination technique. So instead of studying, I would spend all that time organizing my room and organizing my papers and my desk. So um, it's always been something that I've found um, is a very centering, cathartic, relaxing process for me. And I know for a lot of my clients, it feels the exact opposite. It feels very stress inducing. Um, and I find it a very relaxing process. So for me, organizing has always been fun. And then um, I was watching the Oprah show years ago when they had on a professional organizer, Peter Walsh. And I thought, uh, I could do this for a living. That's amazing. Um, uh, and then I started uh, my business 10 years ago and have been organizing ever since. Yay. I love that. I love that you're so passionate about it and you're right. It is something that it is stress inducing for some of us who aren't passionate about it. Like when I think of organization, it's not something <laughs> I want to do. So that's great <laughs> that we have, yeah, that you are passionate about this and you love it. That's, that's so good to hear. Um, can you share a bit about your process when working with a client on a project? Sure. So, um, the main thing is it always starts with a consult. So for me, it's about getting my eyes on the space and really seeing and understanding what the spaces are being currently used for. So we often tell clients, we're not guests. Like, please don't clean up for us. We don't want you to tidy for us. This is about us seeing your life and living it and where those pain points are and getting an overview of the entire space. 
So when we go to a client's house, we look at the whole home and immediately as organizers, our brain starts thinking, oh, wow, if I put that uh, shelf over here, you could use that here. And why are, and clients will say, uh, like this space, there's no usable space in here and we'll look at it and our eyes see it completely different, right? So we're seeing it from the perspective of its possibilities um, as opposed to how when it's a homeowner, you might be looking at it as, look at all these flaws, look at how this isn't working. And we're immediately starting to put pieces together on how it could function better. Um, so the process always starts with a consultation. Uh, we ask lots of questions. And it's about creating a comfort level because asking somebody to come into your mess is an incredibly vulnerable thing to do. And the fear of judgment um, is strong in people. They're really worried, like, please don't judge me. And um, that's the last thing we're doing because anytime somebody's asking for help means I get that I can't do this on my own. I need help. So why would I judge somebody for that? I think that's amazing. Um, and, uh, and we want to make sure that there's a comfort level and a trust level in the relationship as well, because our hands and our faces, like we're in your stuff physically, um, and physical, a lot of your stuff can hold emotional weight as well. So when we're digging through the clutter, there's also an emotional component that usually is going to rise from that. So it's really important for us that we cultivate a relationship of trust, non-judgment, and um, so that we both know when we get into the project, it's 100%, we're fully in it together. Um, and it's a collaboration. It's not us dictating, you shouldn't have this, you should keep this, this shouldn't be here. It's a collaboration of what do you need and how can we bring that to fruition as opposed to taking something and making it ours. We want to take it and make it yours. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. That acknowledgement of the vulnerability of it. Like that is such a big piece and, and that idea of us, yeah, cleaning or organizing before you guys would step in. Like, I think that would be people's inclination of like, oh, we don't want, you know, I wouldn't want you to see my house in this shape, but, but to encourage that and just, yeah, see it for what it is in that collaboration. I love that. Um, I've had you present um, to a group live before and, and in your presentation, you talked about you had a line that was give it a purpose, give it a home. So can you explain to listeners right now what you mean by that? Because I love that concept. Sure. It's trying to break it down to organization to its simplest form. So if any of you have heard about the KonMari method, she hers is does it spark joy? Um, and I know there's a lot of people who took issue with that because do like batteries spark joy? <laughs> does a spatula spark joy? Maybe not. Um, but is it purposeful and useful? Definitely. So it's about whatever's in your home, it should have a purpose. Now a purpose could simply be, it makes me happy. That is a purpose 100%. Um, or a purpose could be it functions, um, well for me. But it's important if you've decided this item has and serves a purpose for me, it needs to have a home that lives. Because if you don't know where that's supposed to go, that's how the clutter starts to pile up. That's when those surfaces just start to, all of a sudden they seem to be growing and spreading and um, 
Rachel that I work with, she calls it mission creep because it just all of a sudden this mess starts to creep along your surfaces and in your spaces. And a huge reason is because you've just never really thought about where does it make sense for this to live? Or you created a space that you decided it should live, but that space is too small to contain it. So when it's spreading out, all of a sudden, okay, it doesn't technically have a home because it doesn't fit where you said or thought it was supposed to belong. So in its essence, every time we're looking at an object, we want to know, is this serving a purpose for you? Great. If it is, let's figure out the best place for you to access this item when you need it. Okay. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, because then it does, it's that two-part question, because maybe if it doesn't have a purpose, it's okay, <laughs> doesn't need to be here. T totally. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, th yeah, and that's part of what organizers, part of what we help clients do is get into your head and see um, what the purpose is, because we will say things in our mind that make sense. And then when we say them out loud, we realize, oh, maybe this isn't worth the space it's taking up, right? The idea of it sounds great, but I just realized uh, I wanted to keep this painting, but I haven't put it up in five years and um, I don't really like it and it's not really my taste. Um, and when you hear yourself think about things out loud, all of a sudden it's, you start to recognize, oh, okay, maybe this isn't what I want for myself anymore. And that's a huge part of what we're helping you do is when you're defining the purpose, we're helping clients dial into what matters to you, what is important in your life right now, and not just right now, but where are you headed? So ideas and clutter is often sort of past ideas of who we were, past ideas of who we wanted to be. Um, and what we want to do is say, but who are you now? Who are you aiming to be in the future? And let's make your house rise up and support that as opposed to feeling like constant reminders of what you want or think you should be doing, but you never get around to. So let it be a support for who you are now. And that's a huge reason. And if stuff doesn't have that purpose, then we pack it up, we put it in the van and it goes away the day the decision is made. You're moving forward that quickly, right? I've made a decision. This isn't really who I am. This isn't what I'm all about. And you're watching that stuff disappear. So you have space to either enjoy the stuff you have or bring in more of what you have, like physically and literally. <laughs> yeah. Right? And just like you saying that, it like feels like a lightness almost hearing that because it's like wow sometimes you think that sort of the way it is or how you have your home set up is just how it has to be and there can almost be like a heaviness to that so when you're saying that what you just described I'm like oh like I feel lighter that's the possibilities like you said before I love that well and um, I think that's so great because it's not we there is a tendency particularly as women to live in the shoulds what we should be doing, how this should work. I should be able to get my house in order myself. I should be somebody who throws big entertaining parties. So that's why all this stuff for entertaining, but maybe it's not who you actually are. And by surrounding yourself with the things that make you feel like you and make it feel familiar, 
you are getting a sense, your, your surroundings and your stuff is a representation of you. So it's easier to see yourself what matters as opposed to it being, this is what a concept of what I was supposed to have, or I was supposed to make this room a spare bedroom, but you only have one guest twice, like for two nights a year, then why is that bedroom a spare room when it could be a yoga space or a craft area or whatever it is that fills you up as opposed to what it should look like. So that's really for us what gets us excited about organizing is when it helps clients start to really see and feel themselves. Yes, I love it. It's very empowering to think that, yeah, our space serving us and and it being about who we are and who we want to be. Can you talk about some of the the biggest challenges, obstacles, maybe struggles that people have when it comes to creating order in their house to, to getting to that space or. I definitely think the, what we just talked about the shoulds um, of what it should be. I think the other thing is we think we're the problem and not the home itself. So your home wasn't built with you in mind, unless you've specifically designed that way. But for most of us, we are moving into a space and trying to make it ours. And we're berating ourselves when things don't work or fit the way they're supposed to. Um, like, oh, I know I have too many handbags or I probably have, I probably have too many pairs of shoes or um, whatever it is that you think you have too much of or too little of. It's not about that. There is no, the world shouldn't dictate to you the number of things you're allowed to own and what stuff makes you happy. So you should be able to create a space that embraces everything you want to have, but it's a matter of saying, how can we make this work for you? Not that you're trying to work around the space. Like why does the size of a closet or the size of a kitchen dictate to you how many items you should own? So for us, it's about let's figure out what you need and make the space adapt as opposed to us feeling like we need to be the ones adapting to the space um, and making it work for you without apologies, without feeling like um, there's a trend of minimalism, which for some people I can appreciate and understand is important, but it's also don't feel shame about wanting to own things, um, especially things that make you happy. So that is kind of the obstacle of sort of eradicating the idea that there is a set volume of what people should own and living within those set standards that somebody else decided on. So we let you live in your own standards and serve yourself and your purpose. Um, as opposed to letting external people tell you what your space, what your space is supposed to be. Okay. And then on that topic of sort of minimalism or what we should or or can have and, and all that, what about like, what would you suggest for people that are maybe like certain items that we struggle to get rid of? Like, I guess minimalist is one thing. And then I guess on the other spectrum, it's having lots and lots of stuff or maybe hoarding or, um, so what would you suggest to people like that if we are struggling something that we're not willing to give up or we're not sure if we are? Right. So I think first and foremost, 
that's one of the greatest benefits of working with an organizer because you're working through the process with somebody um, and having a sounding board and somebody that's helping you. We're asking questions that are sort of digging into those pieces. From that, we also created for our clients a series of questions. So we ask a series of questions that allows the client to think maybe find ways that taps into their values so that if they're struggling to get rid of things, um, they can tap into a set of values that speaks to them and makes that process of editing some things out a bit easier. So a couple of examples um, might be, if I was moving, would I take this? So you're thinking of packing up your house, you are moving, is this really worth the effort of boxing it, <laughs> shipping it, getting it in the new place, unpacking it, finding a home for it, would it serve that same value? Um, we might say, if this was in a store, would I buy it again? So that's a great question to do with any like type of clothing or um, home decor. Um, this is a great one I love. Would I rather have this item or the extra space it's currently occupying? So if it feels like, does this item, or would I rather have space to bring something new in? Um, and this has been a great one for a lot of people. Could someone else benefit from this more than I could? So even if you at one time loved it, if it's not serving you, could you imagine somebody else finding this in a goodwill and like, oh, I'm so excited. I've been looking all over for something like this. If you can see your item is giving that item a second life and somebody else a thrill as it's opposed to the weight it's giving you, that's a huge turnaround at, to help let go of things because it doesn't feel like you're just throwing it away. You're giving it, it still has value, just not currently for you, it, but it might have great value for somebody else. Um, so that's some of the questions that we would ask people to see, does this, is this serving me or is this burdening me? And that's really what you kind of want to ask yourself about your things um, and the energy that they hold. Cause often we'll hold things cause we'll think this is a precious, it's precious from my past. It's a memory from my past. But if the memory is really negative, ask yourself why you still feel, just because it's memorabilia, if the memory it holds doesn't fill you up in a way that makes you happy, then maybe that's something that you should let go of. Yeah. Okay. I love those questions. Those are like some good ones for everyone. So hopefully people are taking notes, write those down. Those are good <laughs> questions. Like I can see myself picking up items in my house and going through them and asking myself that and, and it helping me work through that process and actually really speeding it up. Um, sure. So I, do, we I love those. Yeah. And there will be items that feel really easy. It'll be like, I know I don't want this. I know it doesn't fit. I don't like it. But it's when you start to feel stuck. And I think in the process for a lot of clients, that's where the momentum is lost, right? I'm feeling really good. I think I'm doing a good job. I'm sort of getting rid of stuff. And then you get stuck on an item and you don't know what to do. And that indecision creates this, well, what if I do need it? And you start to think about that fear of getting rid of something that maybe you couldn't replace and you feel halted and there goes your momentum and the process comes to an abrupt end. Yeah, absolutely. 
I could see that happening. <laughs> uh, no, so that's good. Those are good questions to get you moving through it. So, so the questions are fabulous, but any other tips you can share on if someone has maybe just a small project in their house they want to take on or like, how can we, how can we get started? Um, any tips you can share on that with us? I think the important thing to getting started, well, there's two things. Um, one is we often underestimate the amount of time it's going to take to get something done. So when you're looking at a large space and telling yourself, okay, this weekend I'm going to redo my office or whatever it is, understanding that that timeline for yourself is likely too short because part of what happens is in the space, you're going to find items in that space that don't belong there. So as you shift some of that stuff and be like, well, I don't think this really belongs in the office, then now you're creating piles that belong in other spaces of your home. And the project is growing exponentially, um, which is why for most of our clients, we focus on whole home organization because it's really impossible to kind of isolate spaces and just do one without it affecting other spaces. But I think it's about being really honest with yourself and saying, you didn't create this mess in two days, two hours, you're certainly not going to unravel it in the same amount of time. So it's about really being honest with yourself, just saying, I'm going to give two hours of my time to it, get to where I get and keep going until it's done. As opposed to giving yourself like something that's impossible to do and feeling like you failed, you can go in and say, I'm going to commit two hours to it and make progress. And I think that's much easier um, uh, on yourselves instead of trying to say, I'm going to accomplish it. Um, and I think the, um, the other thing is to, if you want to make big strides, do what we call a top level purge. So you walk in a space and immediately identify big no's. And if you're sort of doing those easy no's and getting that stuff out of the way, like I said, that's a momentum shift. So you can feel like, if you get stuck on an item and it's a maybe, skip it. Find something else that feels definitively, I want this out. Um, and at least you're creating, you're giving yourself a bit of space, even if it's just a bag that you end up taking to Goodwill. Great. It's one less bag of stuff in your house. So pat yourself on the back for it. And it really is, we tell clients, it's almost like it's a, like it's a muscle to start purging. And initially it's really hard and feels uncomfortable. And you're like, oh, I don't know, like what? And then the more you get into it and see the space you're creating, the more exciting it feels to start getting rid of more stuff because you see your home starting to emerge. And it's a lot easier to just ditch stuff because you start to realize like, yeah, this isn't, I don't need all these old vases. I'm never going to put them out. I don't want that artwork. I can get rid of these cooking things because I never use them or whatever it is there's a momentum shift that happens and it gets easier over time. So I would say if you yeah. start with kind of those two concepts in mind, you'll at least get some traction. Yeah. It sounds like my daughter. So I was doing it with my daughter. She's six and she has just way too many toys. And so it was about giving some away to kids that don't have toys maybe. And, and so, yeah, at the beginning it was so hard, but then she got like that momentum and she was like, just grabbing everything. I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I mean, like, <laughs> are you sure? So I can see that that happened in her real quick. Um, but it's so cute to hear her say, okay, let's 
get rid of some of my stuff. Let's give it away to someone else. And um, that's amazing. I think that's so great. Good for her. It definitely reminded me of that when you were saying that for sure. Um, Can you tell us a little bit, kind of in line with that too, um, that taking it easy on yourself and um, can you maybe just let us know, well, what are some of the challenging spaces? Cause it's maybe kind of normalizing that will help us have that, you know, maybe forgiveness or be less hard on ourselves. If we know, okay, this is challenging for many people. Um, is there anything you see a lot of um, when you do go into houses or anything like that? Um, I definitely think in line with what I read um, with the KonMari method, one of the things that, Um, she says, and I love this idea, is that do memorabilia and things with emotional attachments last? And like I said, because there is that muscle, if you start on something like that, you're so deep into it. Um, So I think it's, I think it's like for every person, each space is, there's a, there's a challenge in its own right to each space. So, like I said, I think it's a matter of um, taking your time and knowing that even if the progress isn't perfect, it's progress. Because I think part of the reason um, we, a lot of us don't do things is that, well, if I can't get it done right and I can't do it all the way, why bother? Um, And I think it's really important to tell yourself baby steps in the right direction are still baby steps. But it's when it comes to organizing, I would say the two mistakes people make most often is they'll start with buying containers and think if I just have all the right bins, it's going to help me get organized. Um, There's no point in putting things into bins that don't belong. So the most important step is to start with, do I even want these items? Give it a purpose. So if it has a purpose, then the home part comes and you can decide what bins it goes into. so I think it's really important that you don't, it's proper organization really isn't about tidying. It's about saying, is this system functioning well? Does this system feel easy? Does it feel natural to put this stuff here? Is there a big enough space for it? Is this, so there's all of those pieces that come into play. Um, so yeah, it's a bit hard to kind of like dial it into um, sort of the struggles. Cause I think the overall concept, there's a, there's a process we follow for a reason and you can't jump over it. So you have to work through the steps in order to do it like the optimal way and the way that's going to be sustainable. Okay. Does that make yeah, sense? That Did makes I answer sense. your question? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And you're right. Like the memorabilia, I can see that absolutely being the hardest. So for people to just know that, and again, it's, it's being easier on ourselves with saying, okay, this is taking me some time, like you said, and giving ourselves more time if that's what we need. But absolutely, yeah, you answered my question with that. So, um, I mean, I think you shared so much and so many good points on this this call. Um, I loved it. And I think there's so much that hopefully listeners can kind of take away and, and consider in their own space. So where can listeners find you if they do want to reach out and, and what, sort, what does that look like or where the, yeah, where's the best place they can find you? Sure. So they can visit us at jorganizing.com. So there's no apostrophe, just jorganizing.com. And if you go onto the website, there's a newsletter pop-up, which I was really against for a long time. 
but I think it's a great place where we send newsletters out every week and it's a great way to just gain some information and some insight. We share before and afters, we share tips, we share a little bit of ourselves um, just to feel like you're part of that community. Because I think so many people think my house is the worst one. I'm the only one who's like this. And obviously if I've been doing this for 10 years, there are hundreds and thousands, <laughs> if not millions of people like you. So, um, so yes, yeah, so you can visit the website and we're also on Facebook and Instagram at the same, uh, Jorganizing. So you can look us up at either of those and always, always reach out with a phone call or email. Um, uh, the phone number is 403-836-6523. So 100%, just give us a call and say, this is my problem. Can you help me? Um, and we're always up for a conversation and a consult. Um, and the consults are free of charge. So we're happy to come out to your space and just see it and um, help you feel like you're not crazy. And this does happen to a ton of people and you're in good company and somebody can help you. Like there is a, like, you know, for some clients you're talking three days, four days, complete turn around in your space, right? Sometimes that's all it takes, so. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So reach out definitely to Jen because um, you don't have to do it alone. And I think that's the important concept here to remember is if this isn't your thing, like we talked about at the beginning and you're like, well, I don't get inspired. I don't feel passion about cleaning, but <laughs> there's people out there obviously that can help. And Jen is a fabulous person that can absolutely help. And um, so do reach out. Thank you so much, Jen, for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. And okay. bye everyone for now. See ya. See ya. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.